0: All right, this might not work. I'm just gonna try this. Um, it's a Thursday. Fucking May. It's hey, May. It's fucking April. It's April 25th. 700 feet, turn right onto Federal Street. It's almost noon. I'm on the delivery route, but I want to talk about this book. I've been trying to talk about this book, um, Department of Speculation, by Jenny Awful for a hot, a hot minute. What was it, like three weeks ago, maybe. No, maybe almost a month. Ago. It was about a month ago. I was uh, in in New York City for like this event thing, and basically
1: two. Turn right onto Federal Street, and the destination is on your left.
0: Settle down, settle down. Two different people recommended me this book. Two different uh, female humans. Or uh, shit, we writing to gender up the bat. I'm not trying to, you know, whatever. Two different women uh, recommended this book on the same day four hundred fifty feet the destination is on your left completely unrelated Bar. completely unrelated such that like i first person recommended me in there because like we were talking about motherhood and then they're like oh you gotta read that book and then i wrote it in my notes and then later that day i
1: met with somebody else American Sardine Bar.
0: and uh they also recommended and i had to like check my notes i was like whoa is that the same book y'all i think that's the same book so then i read through that shit pretty quickly um Alright, I'm gonna have to pause real quick because I gotta go inside. Alright, we back. Fucking 12 boxes, 12 food boxes to the American Sardine Bar. Um, shit. That fucking pothole popped my back open last week. Anyway, um, go, bitch.
1: Starting route to B2.
0: Alright. Turn left. Alright, so what was I saying? Yeah, Department of Speculation. Morgan Island. turn left onto Dickinson Street. I don't even know if any of this audio is going to work. I just got to talk loud. But, um, I'll probably just post it anyway. But, um, yeah, so it's a book book that two people fucking recommended the same day. Um, and I don't know, I don't know, it's not like I'm only reading books by women that are, like, are about, like, family and relationships and childbirth but maybe those seem to be the ones i podcast, keep continually podcast about I'm probably kind of virtue signaling my like wokeness of reading female writers to offset my my actual fuckboy adjacent tendencies but um oh it's Paul is gnarly oh but um Nah, I don't know. That's that's a, that's a weird like self-conscious virtue signal right there. But um, but I also think I think, left there's, on to Street. I think there's actually something to that. Like why I keep focusing on these books because it's like the fact of the matter is I don't understand. I mean I got two
1: sisters and Three quarters of a mile Take a slight right turn onto cross street A
0: single mom Well mostly single mom Group with Women But you know I don't Like a, a book about this type of shit is 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 Most intimate way to look at Fucking I don't know Different processes that people go through And how people look at relationships and stuff differently So Whatever That's enough disclaimer But um but, um, yeah, I'm just going to, what I'm going to do for this book, oh, yeah, I also need to give this book to a couple people, two people I said I'm going to give it to, but um, I just, uh, I, I'm, like, still clinging to it, I'm still clinging to it, I don't want to give up, because, okay, so, let's just start out formally, it's like, what, it's like 170 pages, kind of aphoristic, little short, short Few page aphorism, like you know, sections, like kind of aphor- yeah. and I say aphoristic already, like little, little snippets, um, and it's written like I don't know. There's like a there's like a linear arc, but it's also just like little snapshots, little snapshots, and then recurring recurring themes and uh, and uh, people that are characters and that are returned to, and the general um, arc of it is a woman, um, from her perspective, later in the book, yeah, so she's basically, talks about being young, being kind of careerist, I think, uh, she says, um, let me pull up my notes, let's jump right into the fucking marginalia off the bat, so it doesn't sound just like a rambling bro, um, alright, so like, early on, she's like, she's pretty, uh, She's like, you know, on her grind, um, not too focused about about men and relationships. Okay, so, like on page eight, she's like, page six, she's like, life equals structure plus activity. Um, you know, so she's she's out here grinding structure plus activity. Little, little, uh, you know, that, that's that's not too weird in careers. That's just like, you got to do stuff to feel okay. Um, I've been learning that. Over the past couple months, after resisting that, what are you doing, bro? All right, fucking sick, man. sick bite. Um, but on page eight, she's like, "My plan was to never get married. I was going to be a quote A art quote M uh, quote uh art monster with the capital of A and M. I was going to be a m- art monster instead of getting married." And then she goes, "The didn't even." Uh, fold his own umbrella Vera licked the stamps for him so that art monster so he's like yeah you know what I'm saying so should I go right to the quotes well the one I was going to bring up was um... oh fuck I don't even know if I uh... I don't even know if I actually transcribed this cause this is my first reading but I, re- re- right, turn to cross street. I was then re-reading turn the,
1: the uh... Avenue.
0: lady come on I was rereading the uh, first 50 pages and she had something like a note above her above her yeah above her desk that was like work not love work not love and she'd get very comforted by that uh by that idea it was felt like a more secure idea for her um so yeah she starts out being kind of a career you know careerist like you know whatever fucking fuck men. Out here grinding, getting money. Please select right, turn onto
1: Greenwich Street, which is, turn That's
0: not what we're doing. I'm gonna turn this off, bro. Um, so um, that's how that's how it starts out. But then as she goes on, basically the general arc of the book is she talks about different men she dated, and then she finally she she eventually she oh shit, I just missed this stop. God damn it. Yeah, it was going to be the most dis- disjuncted podcast mom. ever. Left to be so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hit B- B2 Coffee Shop Pasty Young. I'm Pasty But, um, what was I even saying? Um, oh yeah, I was going through the arc, So basically, should I? Am I giving it anything away? Fuck it. It's such a short book. You can low read the shit in this setting. Just read that shit. And then come listen to this. But basically, get married, have a kid. Um,. Then when the baby's, like, six, her husband starts, like, fucking with a young, young girl. And, uh, she gets pretty, you know, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty devastating book, bro. I don't know who I'm calling bro, but, um, it's pretty devastating. Like, well, it's just, then she just gets pretty fucked up, understandably. she got a little baby, she's starting his life, and her husband's, you know, fucking smashing a little girl. I mean, she's not that... I think one time he was like, she was like, you're fucking a child. Um, so it gets pretty intense. And then she's got some other, per, you know, peripheral characters. She got like the, um, this dude from college who she calls the philosopher. They ask her convos about it. She got like her ex um, who would be hitting her up, you know, like sending her songs and shit. Um, and then, yeah, that's, I think that's all the art I need. I don't know if I'm assuming that everyone read it then I'm giving a fucking synopsis, it's not that helpful, but, um, so, well, a couple things, one, i got three minutes to the next stop, one is, um, the, uh, formally, it was, I love how it was written, I love, so pared down, short, just read so well, definitely kind of, felt pretty auto-fictional, I don't know, like, that's, that's not really, that's hard to say, but, um. And it's also kind of interesting. She wrote one book when she was mad young, like, I want to say early thousands. I got to check that. And then this is her second book. And that's another thing throughout, like, uh, people being like, "Yeah, where's your second book? And that and another, another thing, was, it was similar to Sheila Hetty in that, she, her, I felt like in, in Motherhood, it was kind of like, not to conflate these books, they're very different books. Turn left onto East Moyes-Saint Avenue. Really? Turn left onto Reed Street. Okay. Um... this idea of sort of like instead of going the traditional route of like family and a kid kind of like becoming making your art into your kid or like doing doing some making your art your, your path because she has the idea of like becoming an art monster but what's different than Sheila Heddy's book is whereas I mean these are all personal accounts of like personal experiences so it's kind of it's a little bit dumb to like sort of politicize them and be like, oh, she's saying that having a family is this way, or she's saying that having a kid, not having a kid, is the wave. Like you know, like my or whatever. So I'm not trying to do that too much, but it was just interesting because I was talking to somebody about this book, and they were kind of like making the case that I don't know, like
1: Jenny Awful's character was sort of. One hundred fifty feet. Turn left onto Reed Street. Turn left onto Reed Street, then turn right onto South Third Street.
0: Was sort of like weaker for like having a kid or getting so fucked up about the fact that her 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 guy was cheating on her, whereas she should just be like an autonomous woman and and not uh, give a fuck about that. Um, but. What am I trying to say? Really? Like one second. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the fact that she was going the traditional route and was conveying how honestly she got fucked up about the destination her
1: being on your right. her
0: felt like more right. subversive today. Cuz that's like just that's like the end, that's the way people are on. Like everybody's being every woman is being encouraged to I don't know, like make bands and like not fuck with men and not fuck with family but she was kind of doing that but anyway that's a little bit of a basic take and i want to uh complicate that a little bit so i'm, I'm gonna be right back here we go to drop off this box all right i was gonna wait till the next stop to keep recording because it's pretty nearby but now i'm stuck behind my fucking trash truck between 5th and 6th and fucking mifflin in south philly i don't know why i'm cussing so much but um yeah, so the, the interesting progression about this book was like by the end i actually like respected her more or like i don't know it was like awesome to see that just or it was it's like how i get whenever i see women that are pregnant or like just like couples with like a little little ass kid i kind of like i'm like damn bro it's such a different world i kind of respect that even if sometimes you know like just like that that breeding stroller life can be kind of depressing to me. Like in general, I don't know. Like, and I just lo- I loved how much she went in and she kind of bared her her, her feelings, bared all her feelings about what what she's been going through. Please make a left, please. All right, he's making a left. We good. Uh, but um, there were it kind of shifted though because that was how I felt around the end. But initially. It was, like, before they had a kid, just seeing that, like, hella boot up domestic life was honestly a little fucking depressing. Like, uh, well, like, for example, like, on page 25, she's just talking about how, uh, how kind of dull things get when you're just, like, with somebody for how long, just really, uh, um, just, uh in that rhythm you know not really seeing the people as new so she's like she goes like what did you do today you'd say when you got home from work and i try my best to craft an anecdote for you out of nothing maybe that is after they had a kid that could be after they had a kid she's um, just, just kind of you know what i'm saying that's still so, anyway that so that was that i think that's why i used, i i wrote down that quote um but then here's here's another thing like it was going back and forth because I still think there's cool elements of the nuclear family. I keep trying to do a value judgment on every every aspect of it. I don't really actually want to do that. I think it's just that these are the questions that I'm thinking about as I'm reading. Which is ironic because... I feel like I have this obsession with like committed relationships and marriage and uh, and the nuclear family and like kids having kids and shit It's, like the highest level of some kind of self formation. But then of all my peers, I'm We're literally going to South 9th Street. I'm and li- the destination
1: is on your right.
0: I'm literally the least fucking uh, boot up person I know. Like I don't know. Maybe that's some weird idealist. There's a lot of idealisms that we live by To maybe not have to look at How fucked up we actually are in our ability to be intimate with people And sustain relationships So that's some other shit I'm going to read this quote about the nuclear family In a hot sector though Because I'm going down this sketch ass one way Up on the curb um, and I gotta drop these boxes off. But it's about to get, I'm about to go to South Jersey, so it's gonna get, it's gonna mellow out. It's gonna mellow out, and it'll be longer stretches. This is just the beginning South Loop, for or, or, cool Alright.
1: right onto McKinney Street.
0: So, where are we at? This is, this is, like, it, it's awesome, it's oscillating constantly. I'm like, oh, wow, this is depressing as fuck to have a fucking... Marriage and half a mile.
1: Take a slight left turn onto West Pashionk Avenue.
0: And not uh fucking do shit outside of your I don't know, like, you know, whatever. I'm like uh, maybe I'm over idealizing the idea of like marriage and maybe good family, like this is depressing as fuck. But then other times it's like, Oh, that's actually kinda lit, you know, so I'm doing whatever. <laughs> this is the most fake deep fucking shit ever. But um like So, like, this quote right here. This one actually doesn't have a page number. I don't know why I didn't write it, but... The reason to have a home is to keep certain people in and everyone else out. A home has a perimeter. Perfect, perfect quote for that weird line. Let's read that again. The reason to have a home is to keep certain people in and everyone else out. A home has a perimeter. I wrote, Read nuclear family. Alright, so... That's like, bro, that sounds, in some ways that sounds mad appealing, you know, running around fucking all up on Tinder. No, I don't do that shit, but you know, proverbially on Tinder, just trying to, just trying to, you know, scheme, just, nah, let's lock it down. Let's secure the home base, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's pretty lit, but then it's also like, that's sort of the problem the nuclear family, it's like, you know what I'm saying, what about looking at everybody as your family, I, I always, this is what I talked about on the motherhood episode a little bit too, but it's like, that's what, that's the, the root of the segmented element of our culture, um, motherfuckers, you know, getting their getting their squad, getting their home base fucking stacking, and letting letting other people who you know who aren't included in the game in this little social you know upward mobility game we're playing, people who are not included in that fucking they ain't part of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's like some gang shit. Which I like. I like gang shit. I'm about gang shit. I'm about I'm about you know fostering community around with a with a wide range of. Am I going the right way? Yeah. With a wide range of people around a similar interest or, or thing you fuck with, you know. But uh,
1: slight left turn onto West Avenue. Like
0: I said, that's an inclusive type of gang shit. That's like, you know, that's like, that's not. That's like anyone who's down with. Some art shit or a fucking book club, whatever. I have a very wide definition of what some gang shit, is, what some gang shit is, but that's what I. So yeah, that's like that kind of tapped into a weird element. That's a good quote right there. Let's keep it rolling. Um, did I say enough about that? Yeah, that's like the segmented element of our culture, and like you know, like Sheena, my sister, always talks about how like in older cultures the idea of the family was more like multi-generational, you know, you fuck with your, it's like everybody raises, everybody raises a kid together, what is that like, what is that thing I heard from some, on some podcasts, it's like in some older cultures, yeah, in some older cultures, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, like tribes and shit, it wasn't, um, monogamous, so, if a woman got pregnant, Everybody every man she had sex with like during like the two years before she got pregnant or five years before she got pregnant It wasn't known who the father was so they were all co-fathers. I don't know that's like some polygam well that's that's some polygamous shit but that's some reverse polygamous shit. That's like one mom hella dads you know what I'm saying that's kind of I think people could do it like more like multiple dads. I feel like that's a that could actually be a good look. Well whatever. Settle the fuck down bro Jesus Christ. Why is my here, then? Um, you have the miles. The destination is on your right. right.
1: Carp- Nineteen twenty-seven One. West Pashyank Avenue. Um. But um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What am I saying? Yeah. I mean, you know. What? And that's why every. That's why every like wealthy family got like. Got like. Like they can't do it by themselves. That's why any woman in their twenties can always get a nanny job because there's everyone's trying to get more moms, you know what I'm saying? Um, I guess man too, but I, I, I don't know, I ain't trying I ain't, I ain't got any nanny jobs. But um so it's like it doesn't even work, you know? And not to mention a divorce so whatever. I don't know. Um and it's not like she's making a value judgment. It. It's yeah. But um so uh yeah that's that quote. Um I like this, okay, when I come back, because I'm about to drop this off, we're about to get into some shit about childhood, it's going to be lit, alright, one sec.
1: 700 feet, turn left onto to South 21st Street. Alright, we headed,
0: we headed south, to the last uh, stop where we head out to Jersey. The second is the route heading to the Navy Yard, way, way south on Broad Street. I like this stop, but anyway, uh, that's not what this fucking podcast is about. Um, bro, none of this audio is usable. I'm low key gonna be kind of sad because this is uh. this Turn
1: is making, left onto South Twenty First
0: Street. It's making my route way more interesting. Another so I'm about to get the next quote. But another thing with these quotes is like, fucking. I just I read through the book and then I'm like marking up the margins hella quick. And uh, in
1: a quarter mile, turn left onto West Oregon Avenue.
0: When I go back through the quotes to extract them, um, I don't wanna I don't wanna get lost in a rabbit hole with every quote where I just start like reading the whole page because I never get through all the quotes because it's kind of like. It's a little neurotic and weird to go through every fucking passage you marked up and like transcribe them. But if you just focus on the part that's covered in the marginalia and just quickly type it without even thinking, and then send an email to yourself and read it later, it's it's actually kind of doable. But the only problem with that is a lot, a lot of times I don't remember the, the the exact context of every quote. So sometimes I like I feel like the character might have been saying something in jest or like. Or it could have been quoting somebody else that, you know, that it wasn't what she was saying or he was saying. But then I thought about that and, like, I actually don't care because if there's something that I like that someone said, I don't really give a fuck. So this quote starts mid sentence. It goes, A theory of light. Turn
1: left onto West
0: Oregon Avenue, then
1: turn right onto South
0: 20th Street. If I'm remembering correctly, it was, she was talking to the philosopher guy. I think, her old college friend, the philosopher. And they were talking, like, we were talking about a theory of light. Get out of here. Turn uh, right
1: onto South
0: 20th Street. That all are born radiating light, radiating light, but that this light diminished slowly. Parentheses, if one was lucky.
1: Or abruptly. In three quarters of a mile, turn left
0: onto Patterson Avenue. If one was not we're all born with this light. It diminished slowly if one was lucky or abruptly if one was not. The most charismatic people, the poets, the mystics, the explorers, were that way because they had somehow managed to keep a bit of this light that was meant to have dent. Page 30. Okay, on the surface it's like, I think I'm a charismatic, mystic, explorer person. And she's saying it's okay that I am the way that I am. And maybe that is what I'm saying. But I don't think it's... But let's pretend that that's not exactly what I'm saying. Um, I... Yeah... I guess it kind of is what I'm saying It's like I don't know It's like when you're chilling you like You know You got your brow furrowed You're posted at a coffee shop You're trying to Or you're just out and about You know Running errands and whatnot. And you, You like You focused in You thinking You kind of Anxious You stressed about all the things You got to do You got to pay that fucking bill You get the idea You know what I'm saying um, And then you see a little infant Or like a small child You know Running around I remember one time I was at a coffee shop And I was like Locked in I was like I wasn't that caffeinated because I've been drinking less coffee these days. But I'm like locked in, sitting at some outside tables. What is going on with my van, bro? This is not good. It's like going slow and it's going really fast. But, um, you know, I'm outside, a bunch of like serious looking West Philly motherfuckers with their fucking, you know, let's not hate on West Philly people, actually, I'm just joking. I love all the West Philly people. But everyone's just locked in in a serious ass mode. And then this mom comes by with like two little girls. They're probably like I swear they looked, like, younger than five, but they were walking and talking and shit. I don't know when you start walking and talking. I would say they were, like, four. I would say they were, like, four. And I'm sitting at a table, like, writing right next to this fucking, uh, you know, those little those little grates, those little uh, uh, metal grates that I think you can open up and then, like, access a basement directly from the sidewalk, uh, on the sidewalk, you know? I actually, didn't, I actually didn't know what the metal grates were for, so I was actually kind of listening to the mom when she when she told the the child what it was cuz i'm sitting there and the Please child left lane to turn onto Patterson Avenue the child the, the small the small girl um just runs up to the grate like right next to me and starts jumping on it like like jumping on it and like laughing with their hands up. like she thought it was a trampoline she was like "oh this is a trampoline?" and the mom's like "no that's not a tra- that's not a trampoline." She's like "what? is this a trampoline?" and the mom's like "no that's not a trampoline." And she's like, what is it? And she's like, that's how they get the... That's how they go into the basement. And then she was like, oh... She was kind of bummed for a second. She was like, oh, okay. But then she was like... She was, She just forgot about it. Or she was just like, no, nah, it's a trampoline. She just walked away. And um, her little sister was like... Wanted to jump on it too. But then I think she... Yeah, she was just watching her jump on it. Or maybe they were just friends. I don't know. But, um... Like, bro. Suddenly the whole vibe... The whole vibe of the, outdoor, right on to South Street. of the outdoor area immediately changed. We were all just like looking at each other, like fucking laughed, like just silently giggling. We didn't even say anything to each other. We just made eye contact. A few people outside we looked up from our books and our fucking moleskin notebooks and our fucking calendar planners that we were going in all focused, all serious. And like, it was just, just the next hour. It was like, just, I don't know, bro. She was just radiating that light, and I think that sometimes I get very self-critical of myself for being like so incapable of uh, You know partaking in the adult social and economic games that we partake right in on to South Broad Street Um, What the fuck? I think I just ran out of gas. Oh my god Okay, we back, we back. Wow, 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 it's fucking 435. I thought I had a a near-death, vehicular near-death experience. I thought my fucking, I thought my van's transmission blew, but I just ran out of gas like an idiot. My gas gauge is broken, so I thought, I don't fucking know what I thought, bro. I ran out of gas, so I had to sit there by the side of the road for, like, I ran, no, I ran to a Sunoco, that was a mile away, bought a gas can, filled it with a gallon of gas, brought it back, tried to turn it on, then thought it was something else, called my boss, essentially, my boss. Fucking, she had AAA. AAA guy came, turned out, when you run completely out of gas, you gotta, like, Toggle the key to get the gas to come to the front of the car. Anyway, four thirty-five, and I, I got a straight away. I'm way out in Jersey, over this, over the Walt Whitman Bridge. I got a one fucking box. It's like, goddamn, thirty miles out. So I gotta. I'm not gonna have any breaks. Hopefully, no interruptions from my navigation system. But um, where the fuck were we? I, I have no idea where we were. Um. Oh yeah, I was rambling about uh, how kids, how kids uh, maintain that light, retain that light. Oh yeah, I was justifying why I like that quote because. Uh, oh yeah, I was talking about the little kid and yeah, yeah, little kids. Well, I guess that little anecdote about about little kids, about the little kids running up to me, the little girls while I was working outside, and, and, and just the kind of the kind of. Uh, shift in perspective that I had I guess that's kind of relevant because that's the thing I think that's the thing when I idealize having a kid but what I was going to say is that it's like it's not always like that you know um it's not always it's obviously brutal to have a fucking kid so I guess that's something to keep in mind but um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's any more of that. But let's just keep moving down these quotes. Um, here's something from page 49. Advice for wives, circa 1896. 1896. That's that's a long time ago. The indiscriminate reading of novels is one of the most injurious habits to which a married woman can be sub- subject. All right. little perspective. Low little perspective. Uh, You know, perspective shift there, or just putting things in a perspective. Yeah. First of all, the fact that they think novels are so wild and scandalous is kind of funny. But um, and it's also that's why do I like that. It's also that's real. I mean, that's kind of just a way. That's indirectly a, a case for why novels are lit in terms of. Back then, they probably wanted, you know what I'm saying, a docile wife, not getting any ideas about uh, herself outside of the family. Not that it was... I mean, things are obviously so different then, and the sense of, well, let's not even go down that route. But, um, yeah, it's also, all, all this discussion I'm having about fucking, whether it's good to... to get married or if things are swinging in a wild direction where like nobody's having families. I mean, this is okay. This is why this is all all kind of whack is because all my perspectives come out of some sort of like frustration with like not being able to control, control, is it women Control my life and my relationships and the sense of everybody doing whatever the hell they want. I'm not even, I'm not mad at anybody. You know, I, I'm not, I'm going to try to avoid that binary. Like, is this interesting because she's, she's a traditional, committing to a traditional type of relationship or is it more interesting if someone commits to a non-traditional type of more, you know, careerist autonomous mode? Which is kind of the binary I was setting up when I was talking about this versus motherhood earlier. I'm not even gonna gonna try to go down that route because everybody's situation is individual and it's always changing. And I think what's more interesting, I don't think it's about whether whether um, whether how one presents themselves, in a novel, like, how it aligns with current politics, like, say, someone committing to a more traditional relationship, someone committing to a non-traditional relationship, someone committing to no relationship and just themselves, and obviously you can politicize those elements and see how they fit in, but I don't actually think that's the interesting element. I think it's more how, how deeply you go into whatever your story is. Um... Yeah. So why why do I keep talking about it if I say I don't want to talk about it? I don't fucking know. I mean that's 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 not that interesting of cool. a Let's keep rolling. Um, let me charge this phone. Yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. So I was making the best time ever. Now I'm about to get stuck in traffic on the way back.
1: So this is also
0: I don't even know what I'm gonna, if I'm gonna put this podcast out, but. This is just a way for me to stay in calm and not lose my shit on this fucking nightmare route of just. Anyway, um, let's keep it rolling. She does this thing that's really cool where she goes like. Well, first of all, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was reading, I was reading like the, from the beginning. I read like the third section, the third subsection, while I was sitting on a rock uh, waiting for my people to come save me uh, down on Broad and uh, Pattison, way down south by the Navy Yard. And I just read a part, and I, I, oh, this is kind of interesting. I thought this, and I wrote something about this earlier. I feel like a, a sort of dichotomy or a binary I've been thinking a lot about in terms of books is, like, on the one hand, you have the super slim, um, no, almost a novella, like, um, but like almost aphoristic, like little short sections and uh, sort of like pastiche or like, I'm thinking of like Sandpink's novellas or like even like the Argonauts or like Sheila Hetty's books where they're not trying to say too much, you know? And uh, not trying to create like necessarily like a whole fictional world with intersecting characters but more trying to, try to write a really tight personal account on the one hand, and then on the other hand, you got you got your more classic, uh, it's like sprawling novel, where uh, you uh, have a character, and then it goes into some of their backstory, and then they intersect with other characters. Maybe like a—I don't want to make this reference, but I was talking to someone about it, and I think the best example of it is like a Franzen novel, where it's like anytime a character is introduced, within five pages, you know. It's introduced in a scene, and then there's going to be about five pages of like a, a crazy backstory. It's going to jump into some of the backstory scenes with dialogue and an actual scene, and then gradually you're going to wind your way back up to the current, the, the initial current scene that started it. And then maybe in a next subsequent part, there's going to be another character who intersected with them, and then that other character has a shitload of backstory. And there's a cool element to that because, but I think it's. But the way I've been feeling lately is like it's sort of a lot of work for – a lot of work and a lot of fucking winding all over the place just for that moment of like, oh, these characters intersected with each other. This world feels real. Self-other relations, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been a little bit like not – and it's also for my own writing. Whenever I do that, I always – like I have an idea of what I want to write and then like I'll go into – I'll kind of not be ready to dive in yet so I'll fucking do like a I'll just dilly-dally and I'll do a bunch of fucking tangents and side stories and backstories and then uh I never get to the thing that I wanted to say so as an exercise I've been attracted to more condensed texts like say fucking the ones I mentioned like Argonauts or Sam Pink's novellas or like you know how she, somebody should really of these books There are probably more examples, but those ones I'm thinking of off the top. Um, but the distinction I was making, which definitely applies to Sam Pink, I don't know how much it applies to other ones, was when you write in that shorter, condensed way, you kind of stay in a current scene, you kind of stay in like a current timeline, and you don't, you don't do a bunch of backstory and whatnot. But as I was rereading some of Jenny Offal's books today, um, I was noticing how she uh, will do a little backstory, a little like a little side tangential story in fucking a tiny little paragraph. And in one little paragraph, she'll like the part I read was like she was kind of going through other bros she'd been with pre-marriage. And she was like, it's a little crinkle. I gotta hit a cliff bar. I've been fucking sitting on the side of the road all day. But, um, fucking, yeah. So, she does that really well. Where she's telling the story through side little anecdotes and little fucking self contained little aphorisms. But it pushes the, the bigger story forward. In a way, novellas that don't dilly-dally with side stories and backstories do. But it also gives you the sense of scope and range that some of the bigger the bigger novels do. Am I blocking the fucking hole? Wow, that might have all been unusable. Um, so yeah, and a way she does that is um. The way she does that is um, with these little, or like an example of something like that, like a little side self-contained little side, side nugget that doesn't directly address the primary narrative, but but kind of hits it from the side, you know what I'm saying? Comes in from that side angle. It's always good to, anyway. Is she goes like, what so-and-so said, what so-and-so said, and she'll drop a quote, like she has Simone Vey, Dickenstein, T.S. Eliot, Fucking, What kinds of people But this is uh, So this next one is uh, Simone Veil Am I saying her name right? Simone W-E-I-L Um Attention Okay I, I, I wrote I wrote this wrong So I think this is the right quote But I think it's Attention without an object Is a supreme form of prayer Attention without an object Is a supreme form of prayer Um why not write that down um well I like that attention without an object you know I've been fucking sleeping more lately cause I cut down on that coffee and I've been working in the daytime I've been sleeping at night but I've also been like um drinking more I was smoking a little bit to try to get myself tired but um For the last week I've sort of felt that restlessness creep in and no matter how hard I work I feel like I gotta, I gotta lie in the fetal position um, and uh, stare at my phone for like a good three hours before I can pass out just this sense of like I don't know I want to go back to that and also I've been writing new stuff and I haven't been reading as much I don't have any patience for any books so I'm just trying to stay in my own headspace. So it's sort of like if I'm not writing or if I would got my day's quota of writing in, then uh, I don't really know what to do with myself. Or I do, but I've just been feeling that restlessness creep in. And I kind of forgot that that feeling of uh, attention without an object. Walking for the sake of walking. You know, I was actually doing some meditation shit when I was real fucked up health-wise. And now that I'm like good, I haven't been doing it. I'm not good, but I'm better. So, but I wonder if that has anything to do with the idea of having a kid or being in a partnership. Maybe when you're in a partnership or you got a kid, there's always an object of your attention. Maybe. I literally do not remember what context that's in. I feel like every episode I'm either making a case for why relate, like, marriage and relationships and fucking nuclear family is good or or I'm making a case why it's whack. Depending just on my whips, because I'm not in any fucking relationship either time. Let's coffee out. But um I guess that one's gonna go the latter way. I think it's about sometimes you gotta be by yourself and just focus on yourself and being No, nah, I just like that. It's a great quote. And it probably had something really really um Poignant to say about whatever came before and came after it, because she just drops those out of nowhere. It's a cool thing. It's a cool technique. Because I always want to have hella. It's actually a way of like uh, incorporating the epigraph. You know, the epigraph is a little quote before the book. You know, sometimes I got hella epigraphs for a project. You know what I'm saying? I can't make up my mind which epigraph to use. It's a way to just, you know, incorporate the epigraph in. People merge it like crazy. You've got 12 minutes till a stop. Um, get back over but uh, alright well that's a good one what's the next one that was page 54 this is from page alright this is from page 66 when God is a father he is said to be elsewhere when God is a mother she is said to be everywhere one more time it's, uh, what was the context of this? Um, something to do with uh, someone she knows was doing reading some shit about. Uh, actually, have the book right here. This is a wild podcast method. I'm just driving the whip with the book out too and the fucking phone notes. Sixty six. I'm actually kind of curious about what the context was. All right, I decided to make my class recreation this. She's a, she's teaching too. Yeah. And that's one thing. This girl, one of her classmates, like, trying to commit suicide. Anyway. I decided, I decided to make my class read creation. The idea is to go back to the beginning. In some, God is portrayed as a father. In others, as a mother. When God is a father, he is said to be elsewhere. When God is a mother, she is said to be everywhere. Alright. I mean... What is there not to say about this? Um, That's pretty interesting. I guess with the I guess with the father being elsewhere, that's sort of like kind of obvious, like the absent father. Um, But the the mother to be everywhere. I mean shit bro and it's God and it's God bro I can't make any decision I can't make any decision in my life any difficult decision without reaching out to like three or four people three or four different women whether that's a sibling or a mom or a or an ex or a just women I'm close with without trying to seek some sort of implicit affirmation from them that what I'm doing is the right thing. That's something I observed about myself. Like the mommy gods, the mommy gods I got everywhere. That's like some real ass shit, bro. I gotta just, that's some. I mean, maybe it's not even something to, is this something to criticize? Yeah, it's probably something to criticize, but like maybe not get too critical about it. I mean, I know there's all kinds of it's like when I talk to my elsewhere dad about those kind of needy feelings. And I've been called I've been called needy too. Yeah, I guess I'm kinda of needy. I can be kind of needy. But like what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? We don't have any other barometer. And to try to claim like you know exactly what you're doing all the time, I mean I guess that's how you be a man. You you just act like you know what you're doing all the time. Low key, that's how you be a man. Like a like a scare quoted man. You know, like a in quotes. Um but maybe that's not good too Cause you're not trying to You're not trying to fix women Into that role Of like caretaker Yeah that's 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 whack It's whack I always regret it After when I do it When I kinda like Reach out to people When I shouldn't be But uh What the fuck are You gonna do I, I do that sometimes Um Eight minutes to the spot Alright well I like that quote I hope that's interesting To people Um one page later, 67, mid-sentence, I'm not going to look up, I'm not going to look up where this is, alright, the state of mind, actually I want to know, I wanna... well I'll read it first, cop, can't be looking at my phone, out here in the Jersey burps, bro, we got fucking, you ever take a mega bus from Philly to new york and you on that like weird two lane thing with the middle divider and just like hella gas stations and fucking verizon stores, sandy spa massage bubble like these little what do they call the uh, cleaners the uh, shoe repair motherfucking shoe repair who the fuck is repairing shoes these days i respect that though i like that got firestone tires um anyway what do they call again um uh, got a fucking radio shack no one goes to radio shack bro. oh that shit's closed it's empty um, strip malls Strip malls Strip mall fucking land And lights so It feels like a highway But there's lights Anyway um, What was I saying Oh yeah Oh yeah The cops Yeah we got in Jersey burbs. That cop was going to Turn away from my phone um, I hope this is The sound isn't Complete trash But I'm, I'm probably Going to post it Regardless Alright The state of mind That precedes A schizophrenic breakdown it was mid-sentence, so that's the last clause. It is accompanied by something known as the truth-taking stare. Alright, we got to figure out what was going on here. It's too interesting. Fucking reading as I'm driving, bro. I'm on a crash. Alright. This is what the philosopher was talking about. Um, everything seems charged with meaning. I noticed particularly. One mile. Take a slight right turn on to pull drive. I noticed particularly is the refrain. What are you doing, bro? Is the refrain of those who are experiencing left two schizophrenic breakdown. The truth-taking stare is what happens when people have a, a schizophrenic breakdown. Everything is charged with meaning. This is her friend, the philosopher, who Rock talks about in his book. Everything is charged with meaning and the, the, the phrase, I noticed particularly. I noticed part-, is the accompanying uh, phrase. Oh, man. I mean, that's just too obvious, bro. I mean, I got, you know, I got uh, probably some schizophrenia in the blood, the, the filial blood. I got the manic, schizophrenic tendencies. I'm not even trying to... I mean, I... I don't have schizophrenic tendencies, I don't think. I have manic tendencies. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, just last night, I was feeling super restless. Um... I don't know why... I know why. It's because I made a, a decision about where to live next year. To move next year. But, um... And my sister's coming to visit today for the, for the weekend... But, um, I was feeling super manic, man. I was feeling, I couldn't sleep. And, uh, I just felt like something shifted. I mean, if we're talking tangibly, it was probably just what I was, yeah, just sort of like life decisions that I've been kind of sitting on for a hot minute and finally made and the kind of panic that accompanies that. But, um, Immediately, I turned to the tarot deck, bro. Well, here's another thing. We just entered a new horoscopic month. Um, where's my lighter? We just entered Taurus. The Taurus month. The bull, you know what I'm saying? On the 21st. It was the 24th last night. It's 25th now. So, uh...
1: To take a slight right turn onto Plymouth Drive, then take a slight right turn onto Plymouth Drive.
0: All right, I got. I might need a break. No, I'm gonna just flip this U right. I know exactly how to play this. Um.
1: Turn left onto Blanchard Road.
0: What the fuck? Uh,
1: Go around me, bitch.
0: your boulevard In a quarter mile turn left onto palmetto avenue all right what was i talking about uh oh yeah so i pulled the tarot deck all right i pulled the tarot deck um do i need to explain that um no nah, i don't know it's not like i take this shit hella seriously but uh the first podcast i did ever on this podcast was the castle Cross destinies is that what it's called With uh by Talo Calvino With my homie Paul Uh Who's Who's all about that shit He's all about mysticism Fucking uh And that book is about A bunch of people Meeting at a In a forest And uh Every 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 section Is like a tarot deck I don't know I just I fuck with tarot shit Like It's just like It's just Cause it's the months It's the moon It's the moon It's the moon cycles Well whatever that's that more explains the horoscope element, but um. Fuck, so this cop's blowing up next to me. I think we're good though. Yeah, we good. Um, do I need to explain it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's all with, it's all with the elements, the four elements. Like you got you got. Well, real quick, you got coins, which is the earth, and money, and kind of money, financial stuff, like like you know the market. You know, uh, and then you got. Uh, swords Which is air Or the intellect You got wands Which is Is that fire? And like Magic And like enchantment I think And then you got uh, What do you have?
1: Turn left onto Palmetto Avenue Then turn right onto Kent Avenue um,
0: Jesus Christ What's the last one? Uh, swords Wands, coins, and uh. God damn it, it'll come back to me. The fuck? Well, if it's fire, it's water. Cups. Got motherfucking cups, that's water. That's desire, it's emotions. Quarter turn right onto Kent Avenue. And uh, I'm gonna pause real quick because I gotta drop off this box. i One more, more delivery. Turn right on to East Route 70. Um, so, anyway, I just think that's just interesting. And I like, and, and I fucking have these manic tendencies, so it's right up my fucking alley, bro. I, I love, it. so what I do, like, every every month or something, I just pull, uh, I just uh, shuffle the cards until I'm feeling right, and then I cut it, and then when you cut it, the top Turn right card, to East Route 70. so you cut it, the top card, after you cut it, is uh your current future and then the bottom card is your past your past current past present i don't know why i i don't even know why More i do it like two that miles.
1: keep right to merge onto i-295 south toward delaware memorial bridge all right for
0: sure delaware memorial oh my god this is ridiculous taking forever but um anyway so last night I pulled. I was like, "Oh, it's a new horoscope month." Um, I gotta um pull pull a new deck. So it was like four in the morning. I finally pulled the new deck. Um, and I pulled my the the, the current future card I pulled was uh the nine of the nine of coins, the nine of discs.
1: Stay in the left two lanes. Which
0: is like um, which is like uh, it's it's called the gain oh so anyway my friend paul who who had that podcast with gave me a deck but it's like the thoth deck anyway it's like whatever i'm going way too far into that it's not interesting but um yeah i pulled the nine of coins which was like gain it was like material gain it was like uh taking care of your matters taking care of your uh it was like material gain due to like luck and like inheritance and like um staying on top of your shit essentially which i fucking fuck with bro like i'm finally working i'm three weeks into finally working after fucking eight months um i'm about a month into working i got a you know some side gigs with the cousin out in new york in the city i'm finally making money again and last month i pulled the uh it was like a recovery card I don't remember what it was Maybe it was wands or something And that, that felt too relevant too But then my past current was uh. Anyway, I don't even get into all that I'll probably post that shit But the point is So fucking today I'm, My fucking car breaks down And I'm just like Jesus Christ My transition broke I need my truck In order to do my job Which is delivering the veggies To the people I'm fucked That card fucking lied like, Immediately my brain is like Jesus Christ dude Like I was I'm such an idiot for thinking that taking that shit seriously. Or not even seriously, but like thinking symbolically about that shit. Um, well my fucking car just died, but what do you know? My car didn't die. I just ran out of gas like a fucking idiot. So what were we talking about? The schizophrenic breakdown, the truth-taking stare. Everything feels like it has meaning. I mean shit, I'm not trying to justify that. What am I waiting for? Three miles, 295 South. Right. I'm not trying to justify that because I feel like, honestly, getting way too much into that mode. I also associate it with like the nocturnal mode, being up at night, getting way, you know, everything has meaning, your life is a story. Uh, that shit could get a little sus, you know what I'm saying? So i am kind of mellowed out on that. But I understand that shit. I understand that shit. And why is Jenny Awful talking about it? Maybe she's in a... I don't know if her husband has cheated on her yet. So, whatever. That's just an interesting thing. Um, but yeah, what to say about that? Everything that's I me mean, I noticed particularly. Oh yeah, but I mean, to make a case for some of that, it's like... I don't know. Like... What's the alternative? Some kind of, like, hyper-materialist... Like, materialist dance where, like, nothing... That type of... I don't I'm to come back to the child thing. That type of wonder... Not that they're ascribing significance to everything, but that kind of wonder in the world is what makes fucking life interesting. And that's what makes... And that's what you're doing when you're writing about your life. You're writing stories. You're honing in on all these interesting connections. Like... Anyway, I could could ramble about that for days, but I think that's why I like that shit. Um, Getting a little hot up on the block right now. Um, God damn it, my lighter. We got another what someone said, this time it's Wittgenstein. What did Wittgenstein say? What Wittgenstein said was, page 78, what you. what you. what you. I says what you said, but I think it's what you say. What you say, you say in a body. You can say nothing outside of this body. That's real? I mean, shit. That's what this podcast is. It's not trying to. It's not trying to sum up every book in some fucking authoritative way. Bro, this podcast would have been different if my fucking car didn't break down. So it's like wherever you're at, you gotta you gotta you have a take. Everyone's got a take of anything wherever they're at. And any take is okay. The value of the take. Is how well you can articulate it. Not what the take is. To go back to that earlier thing I was saying. And that's the thing. People's fucking takes change. The point is to encourage people to change and grow. And in order to change and grow, you also need to assess where you're at. Or where you've been. So that involves articulating where you're at. It could be wrong later. And also, not repressing shit. You can look at your past and be like, that is exactly what happened. I don't want to do that in the future, but, uh, you won't know what you don't want to do in the future if, you, if you're if you not able to articulate and say to speak, like Vicky Stein's talking about, articulate where you're at, where you are, so, I mean, shit, obviously there's, like, cancel culture implications to this, but, uh, let's not go there, let's not go there, um, Yeah. That's lit A little later on that same page I fucking love this part, bro Oh, man it's had me feeling In my body Later on that page 78 I remember this part, dude I remember this part She was fucking I think she Yeah, she already knows That he creeping He creeping like a scrub Like a fuckboy And uh, she's all over the place she's, Her emotions are going crazy Completely, understandably and then uh, one day, it's like a hot day, and she goes into the bed with, with she can't. Oh, she starts staying up and she like watching her husband while he sleeps, and sort of feeling like, bro, how, maybe this has to do with the truth they can stare too. Like, bro, how are you just sleeping when everything's so fucked up right now? You fucking simp, you know, simple, simpleton, simple man, simp. Um, and she goes, I lie in her bed and listen to the hum of the air conditioner. And the soft sound of their breathing, her husband and her daughter. Because her daughter can't sleep, comes in their bed. Amazing. Out of dark waters, this. First of all, that fucking syntax. Are you fucking kidding me? That's lit. One more time. I lie in her bed and listen to the hum of the air conditioner and the soft sound of their breathing. Period. Amazing. Period. Out of dark waters, comma, this. This. Bruh, them dark waters, bro. That's this is a this is why the like, the warm body creatures around you, this is why the nuclear family seems so appealing to me. You got the warm body creatures, you got you created something out of the warm of the dark waters in your womb, bro? Are you kidding me? What else is there to strive for, bro? What else One mile, Keep right to merge onto I two
1: ninety five south toward Delaware Memorial Bridge.
0: I don't know, man. That shit was just magical. That shit was just magical. Will I ever get there? Probably not. Because as a man or as a person, you gotta establish a certain amount of your own shit together. Nowhere close to that. But anyway, alright, let's jump ahead. 81. I'm gonna get through all these. It's not that many. I-, I was really good about pacing my marginalia, only writing it down when I really wanted to. Uh, she's talking about her sister. My sister is moving to England, that bastard husband of hers, (laughs) because she's moving for her husband. I think it's just, why did I think of that? It's just like to go back and forth on the fucking value of marriage and traditional nuclear families versus the critiques of them. There is an element of like the things people do when they get OD booed up, you know, like hella booed up like hella in a a couple couple modes like bro you just gonna block out the whole world for your little like your domestic fucking that should be weirding me out honestly or it's whatever I mean it's like it depends what kind of mode you're in but if you're an artist if you're an art monster like Jenny Offill bro you gotta be out here Fucking with people. Is that me right here? No, it's an exit only. You gotta be out here fucking with people. You gotta be seeing the world face to face. If you're in your little fucking cocoon, you're not... You're just not gonna write anything interesting. Or maybe you will. You just gotta write about your relationship like she did. I don't know, bro. I just don't know if that's my. Yeah, that seems... That seems kind of gnarly. What was the quote? Oh, yeah. And it's, like, interesting sibling stuff. Yeah, it reminds me of how, like, weddings used to be or, like, in some cultures... What's that one culture where motherfuckers pull up on the horse and just kidnap kidnap a I was gonna say a bitch for, for a comedic effect, but I can't even do that. I can't do that, it sounds bad. You know, kidnap a, a a bride? There's still an element of that, you know what I mean? Maybe both ways though. Both ways. Once you get locked up you go no, hey, hey. Maybe people I know are about to get married, I love you guys. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying as a wild. It I'm just jealous. I'm right? just jealous. I got you bro I'm already in the second leg. Uh, let's keep it moving We got another What someone said I was really about The what someone said This one's T.S. Eliot What T.S. Eliot said When all is said and done The writer may realize That he has wasted his youth And wrecked his health For nothing Damn bro Damn One more time When all is said and done The writer may realize That he has wasted his youth And wrecked his health For fucking nothing bro Dog I'm gonna keep it 1,000. If it wasn't for Medicaid, if it wasn't for having family members who fuck with me, if it wasn't for pen medicine, if it wasn't for that one time Beth helped me when I got hospitalized, if it wasn't for Dupilumab, this wild ass drug that Medicaid covers. I I did that, bro. I did that 28 done, dude. I was just way too on one on some fucking ideal of getting lit all the time and being in ultimate ultimate out here creative mode. Um, but I like that Even T.S. Elliot A heady fuck Although I actually heard somewhere That T.S. Elliot, Elliot Was actually hella conservative So that kind of makes sense But you know what I'm saying Settle down Settle down with your fucking art grind You know Just fucking Drink some tea Kick it Take a walk Kick it with your Kick it with your homies Be there for your friends It's not that serious It's actually not serious at all Like getting crooped up Getting all worked up About art and shit Settle the fuck down Obviously if you're about that life that's some gang shit for life. You're going to be on that for the rest of... You know, and if you're not... Use the
1: right lane to keep right to merge onto I-295 South I know, bro.
0: I'm not completely contradicting myself. But if you're, like, not actually about that life and you're not putting in the work, fuck out of here. So that's a complete contradiction. But at the same time, you know, the body comes first. That's all I'm saying. The body comes first. When you can integrate your daily discipline in ways that... Uh, this was not the fucking best route. Are you kidding me? We're going all the way back to this fucking neighborhood? God damn it. Ugh. All right. Yeah, that's that's some real ass shit, bro. You, you fuck up your whole youth, you fuck up your whole life, your health. What's your I mean, my teeth were fucked up too. What's it wasn't for Penn pen Dental School, with my guy Adrian getting my teeth right. I, I couldn't chew on either side, bro. Um, but now you know what I'm saying hitting that act, hitting that oral B, hitting that oral B, that oral D. Um, but uh, all right, page ninety three. Okay, this is this is some real ass shit, bro. Oh shit. Yo, what up, Marie? Where are you at? Doing
1: on your on your route. Yeah,
0: I got one more drop off and then I'll be back. I'd say it's like forty, like thirty minutes.
1: Okay, because I'm debating, I just got to West Philly, but I noticed that it's like two hour parking till 6. Well, yeah. it's 15,
0: so I can hang out here for a little bit. Yeah. But I'm only like 10 minutes away from your spot. Yeah. You want me to, you want me to so, call, call
1: Helen? Well, no, I could also, I was going to say I could go grab some stuff. Maybe
0: I'll just go grab some stuff, walk around a little bit. Hit up past galleys if you want wine. What is it called? P-A-S-Q-U-A-L-L-Y-S, Pascualis. Is that close to the green
1: light?
0: Yeah, very close. Like a walking distance? Yeah, it's like a block and a half. Okay. And you could sit there for a sec too. Okay, know I'll do that then. Alright, I will be less than an hour. Okay, Alright, alright. Uh, do you want me to call Helen though? Uh, text me if you want me to. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. What was I saying? All right. We in traffic now. All right. This is some this is some real shit right here. She was talking about how men have all these needs. Actually, I want the full quote. I want to find this. Ninety three. So we over here, she at the park, she with the, another another uh, mom, another wife, you know, watching the kids gossiping about, no, uh, just talking about their, you know, respective domestic relationships and uh, they kind of shitting on, you know, these neurotic ass men, these neurotic ass, hug-needy ass men, um, but she goes, uh, and they're kind of talking about how every marriage is kind of fucked up, you know, even the ones that look good are kind of fucked up. And so she goes, So now this woman at the playground is telling me about how her husband rifles through her purse for receipts. If he finds one for the wrong kind of ATM, he fucking posts it on the refrigerator, highlighted in red. bro How fucking sus of a marriage does that sound? Bro. Ah! Yo, I'm not trying to. Anyway, she shrugs. He can't help it, she says. And then it's like. She goes, what exactly am I waiting for her to say? That she married a fool? That her house is built on ashes? And here I am, the lucky one, for once. Such blinding good fortune to have married him. And then here's the quote. The wives have requirements too, of course. What they require is this. In italics. Unswerving obedience. Loyalty unto death. Let's fucking go, dude. So I understand I understand that bros are so I understand that I'm I'm sus. I'm not been a, a loyal a loyal dog in the past but dog Fucking The wives have standards too the women got standards too and it's not just lo- it's lo- it's not just complete loyalty because you got that's that's monogamy, that's loyalty. Unswerving obedience, bruh. I don't even know if I need. To, I don't even know if I need to say anything about that. Jesus Christ, bro! I'm fucking stuck in traffic like a motherfucker. Um. I mean, yo, it's just real. That's just real. In a novel about a bro cheating on her, about a husband cheating on her, she looking. She looking. She looks. She's a, she. She's a truth seeker. She's looking at all sides. You know what I mean? She's looking at all the, all the different circumstances. Um, I think at one point she said something kind of wild. Actually, maybe that's coming up. Yeah, that's coming up. I'll get there. Um, speaking of loyalty, most mammals, page 99, most mammals don't raise their offspring together, but humans do. Here we go. I mean, whatever. It's not, why am I acting like I proved the point? That's just very interesting. And I actually think this is a stronger case for... At least I did. I had this thought. I don't know if I still think this. But I had this thought that, like... Well, I think when I read that, I was all on some shit where I was, like, all triggered about my past... My past, uh... Bullshit. And being like, oh, yeah, this is actually what actually happened. This is the other's experience. This is how fucked up I, you know, got let people get... Um um you know sorry, I got distracted about the directions. But um yeah, so I was like in one sense it's almost a case for loyalty or a case for commitment, uh reiteration of your commitment uh to another. If we're if we're operating within a monogamous marriage type way, which, you know, maybe not everyone's bag maybe not my bag but that's what that is that's what that is that's like a commitment so like just to know that most mammals don't do that naturally is just uh like isn't that like lions like eat their young is that lions like they just pull up smash impregnate women are just waiting for something anyway it's always a little passe when you, like, compare us to fucking, you know, animals. And be like, see, that's what they... Do. We're not fucking animals. We're mammals, though. We are mammals. So... Yeah, man. Just knowing that... And maybe forgiving yourself for some of Maybe for me, forgiving myself for some of my past shit. Because, um... It's, like, not naturally in my nature. Or at least that's one theory. That's... It's not naturally in all mammals. I'm... I i do not know. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um... Keep it rolling. Fuck, Something smells bad. Is that my van? Page 100. In many tribal cultures, children are considered self-sufficient at or near the age of six. Researchers say that many men have affairs around the time their oldest child turned 6 very interesting very interesting I mean that's kind of like my, parent, my parental situation although I was like 11 but it's like maybe it's like once you no longer have that completely completely needy infant you know um, people get restless people get restless um, but no, dude. People can stay loyal. People can stay loyal. I, but that's interesting. I mean, that's that's interesting. Given everything I said, I feel like it's kind of obvious why I think that's interesting. But um, yeah, I also wonder how those tribal cultures operate and how much uh, those how those kids grow up in terms of self sufficiency. I mean. I know, I, I know I'm over-coddled. I I i know. don't know. I feel like I'm... I feel like I'd be on some... In some ways, I feel like I'd be on some over-coddled shit. Uh, and that's also just a common gripe with, like, millennial children. But six, bro, that's pretty young. you just over here wiping your own ass at the age of six. But again, it's also, like, it's not like they leave the mom. They just leave the dad. Or the dad just dips. So... But tribal cultures, bro, the, bros, dudes, got There's a. There, we don't have a. We don't have a survival uh, necessity like tribal cultures do. The dads had to dip because they got to go fucking kill some animals, forage some food to get through the winter. So, maybe he doesn't say that much. It's just an interesting anthropological observation. Um, let's keep it rolling. This is a this is a this is, a, this is a triggering one, this is a tough one. Page one oh four. Um, this is when they I think they're separated or she goes and sleeps in a hotel or something. Shit's, shit's getting hot with uh, with the with the infidelity. And then they meet up to try to talk about it. You know? Classic. Meet up with that ex Try to work it out. One of them is sleeping with another person. Can't say I can't relate to that. Both husband and wife have trouble working up the nerve to go into the little theater of hurt feelings. She capitalizes that. The little theater of hurt feelings. Ah oh, man. I mean that's just I like that she called it a I like that she named it. She's kind of a little theater. It is kind of a little place you go to. So they're so what she's saying is they meet up and they're they're working up the nerve to go into that place where they really hash out all the shit they're feeling. Initially, they're like, "Oh, nice, nice shirt. Oh, how how you how's how's the how's the how's the yoga going? Oh, how's your how's your teaching going? Oh, good. You know, um, the weather, huh? You know, like." Cut cut the bullshit. We're gonna go in, but you gotta you gotta ease your way in, you gotta muster up that nerve because that's a tough place to go into. That's just a that's just a very apt way to to, to name it. I like that. Um, yeah, that's that's some real ass shit right there. Um, in miles. Now, she's actually pretty, she's actually pretty, um, I wouldn't say sympathetic. Yeah, maybe a little sympathetic to, and maybe it's out of self. I was surprised by how sympathetic she was to possible reasons that led to her husband uh, cheating on her. Because, I mean, you think of the classic, you know, feminist book. It's like, fuck all these pieces of shit. Fuck it. And she has that, too. She has that, too. But see, this is why this book is so real and so honest and so interesting. And it's not just a, a political stance. Is she captures all the cycles of her feelings? Like one time she wrote, "Like fuck you, you, stupid cunt" or something like that. She used "cunt" to reference the woman that she, the girl that she cheated on. He cheated on her with, and she, you know, she goes through rage. She goes through different cycles, but then sometimes she is sort of like a little bit, at least, trying to figure out what led him to need, feel like he needed to cheat, um, and she goes. Um, Other theories she'd had about the husband's gloominess um, he no longer has a piano he no longer has a garden he is no longer young see this is interesting because she had to overcome a lot of her personal rage to tap into why to, to even um, humor this angle but by doing so and because she knows him so well, she probably has the best understanding of what led him to get all fucked up and need to go get himself affirmed by, you know, a 22-year-old. Um, this is, I think, a good statement about all relationships. You gotta have your, you gotta have your grind, your piano, your thing you're tending to, your garden, or your your, your project you're working on. They're kind of similar in that way. And uh, you can't try to use marriage or a relationship to sidestep the fact of our mortality and the fact that we're aging. I feel like if you get those right, if you work, if you if you are careful about that, and you push yourself to work on those things, then the relationships become a complete bonus. You don't lean on them for that reason. At least from experience, I'm just talking. Well, whatever. I mean, I'm just, I'm not. I'm not trying to speak like a guru. I'm I'm still in that shit. I'm I'm in that shit. But use the right lane to take exit
1: twenty eight onto New Jersey 168 toward Mount Ephraim.
0: But um but I felt that shit, so I like that. Um look at all these people sitting in their cars all mad in traffic. I'm over here just fucking rambling away. That was page one oh seven. Um 108. The ex-boyfriend uh, that one's not that interesting. What, 109. What the fuck are you honking at, bruh?
1: Take the exit, then turn right onto
0: Sycamore Street. Alright, 109. Ah oh, man, this is a fucking heartbreaking one.
1: Quarter mile, turn right onto Sycamore Street.
0: I'm sorry... I, this is a similar vein of the last one. Um, a quarter mile. It's not a quarter mile, bro. That's right now. Oh, and then take the signal one. Okay, cool. Um, Alright, last fucking stop. I'm sorry I let you get so lonely, she told him later, talking to her husband. I'm sorry I let you get so lonely. Bro, it's not your fault, girl. Bro, girl. It's not your fault. I mean... That's just what makes it so heartbreaking, because that's probably some real ass shit she felt, and some real ass shit she articulated. And she included that in her story. I'm sorry I let you get so lonely. And uh, uh, I think, and then she, he, and then, and then he goes, then stop apologizing. He said, bro, come on. Ugh oh, I mean, that's just to look into some of the, some of the shit. That's, that's called being in the shits. You know what I'm saying? That's what that is. But um, there was also a part early on that I thought was hella funny. I don't know why I didn't transcribe it. I think it's because I remembered it. Um, um, But uh, she was talking about how uh, the character was talking about... Because I read this to my housemate and I thought it was hella funny. Um, She was talking about how, like, after a while in the marriage... She she would get too tired to have sex, but then she'd give him a blowjob whenever he wanted. Which is, like, kind of just savage to say... And then it's a, but then it's also like kind of funny or something, but it's also kind of like gnarly because it's like You gotta have that intimacy, I think you know, or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny, but uh Yeah, man, stop apologizing. It's fucking it's fucked up. Um All right, I'm going I'm going to come back. I got to drop
1: this box over
0: there. All right, it's uh 9:50 a.m. on the day after the last recording, Friday, April 26. I was going to finish it out yesterday, but then I started get I got on the highway and it was mad loud going back over the wall bridge in the city. And, um, and then I dropped my voice recorder to the left of my driver's seat in the box. And it's like mad low. I couldn't reach that shit. And I was on the highway, so I was like, I'm going to have to on my Anyway, anyway, anyway. I want to finish this. I want to get through all this shit. Um, or else this shit ain't going out. Um, Where were we? Uh, I'm on my way to go to the dentist appointment to get a cavity minor cavity done so do a little bit now, a little bit after um, there's a girl, Leah that's one of her students that's one of Jenigawful students and uh, she's like on I think she was on like suicide, she tried to commit suicide or something, but she keeps returning to her on 118, he goes, sleep is a thing Leah won't do, she never sleeps is about sleep she never sleeps unless they drug her but she never rings the call button in the middle of the night either I just wait for first light, she says I watch the window, 118 I guess that's just interesting because obviously I've been nocturnal a lot and it just you know what it is it's it's how much sort of desperate catastrophizing outlooks coincide directly with uh not sleeping not sleeping fucks everything up bro fucks everything up really sort of creates manic mania creates that kind of rage anyway that's just like spot on but um Yeah, it's just interesting, because she's going through all her phases of grief or whatever, frustration with the relationship, but she never gets really, uh, she never really gets helpless. It's awful, doesn't But then she keeps returning to the story of Leah, and that sort of seems like her way of, I don't know, for such a personal, for such a personal book, there's so many characters she returns to. but then she also be snapping sometimes. Like this next quote on page. Uh, I'm going to start moving. I just want to get through these quotes. Page 130 now. It's like 175, so it's almost like 130. She's like. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's another theme. How much. I mean, we had that Wittgenstein quote about what you say is from a body. But it just. Um, it's about how much and then there's another quote that I posted that was like in people who have suffered romantic trauma, it shows up in their brain. It affects you neurochemically. It's not just like you bummed out. It affects you in the brain the same way. It activates the same brain centers that are activated when someone undergoes like physical physical trauma or like abuse. I think that quote's coming up, I'm not sure. But then I think this is when she... I don't even know. Like, maybe she met the girl for the first time, but she snaps. It's one thirty. She goes, she... And this is her, the wife, the main character. She feels something she's never felt before surge through her body. And then kicking a newspaper... I skipped ahead. Okay, I skipped ahead. Kicking a newspaper machine, screaming. You fucked a child. She's a fucking child. I mean, that's just pretty... That's some heavy shit. And then on 134 there's one line and it just goes. I'm gonna read it. She goes. It just goes. Ha 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 You stupid cunt. Ha ha ha. And she's talking about this girl. Bro, bro. Savage. All right. Um. And then at on 135, she starts trying to read civilization and its, and its discontent, but she, but she's trying to, by Freud, but she keeps getting lost in the index, and then she's transcribed a little bit of the index analogies, bare leg on a cold night, 40, cautious businessman, 34, guest who becomes a permanent lodger, 53, polar expedition, ill-equipped, 98, It's page 135, just very cool, that's a very cool way, you can look at every one of those examples, and uh, come up with the, or sort of see an angle of why it's interesting. Bare leg on a cold night, cautious businessman. Guess who becomes a permanent lodger? Polar expedition, ill-equipped, that's like their, that's, that's the marriage, you know what I'm saying? That's a, a polar expedition, they weren't ready. Okay, here we go, 135 also. Imaging studies have found that the pain involved in romantic breakups is not just emotional. Similar areas to the ones that process physical assault. Physical assault light up in the brain of the recently jilted what I've been saying this whole time, you know, or whatever, that's just some real shit right there, um, yeah, that's just, I mean, that just comes back to, like, obviously it's good, you go through a breakup, you want to get right back on track, you know what I'm saying, establish a new world, be strong, my culture tells you to, but also just forgive yourself for what you... For the times you were incapacitated, know that it's not just you being bummed out about some shit. It's straight up. It's straight up. Like, processing physical assault, bruh. So, shit. 138. The Buddha left his wife when his son was two days old. He would never have attained enlightenment if he'd stayed, scholars (laughs) said. I mean... Shit, man. Everywhere we're. That's like that earlier quote. Um, about the fact that most mammals don't raise children together, but just humans do. And loyalty, loyalty is not a biological rule. It's a social rule. 143, The Philosopher, it's about The Philosopher. They are sitting cross-legged on the floor like they used to in their dorm rooms. I think I was afraid to go all in, she says, because all in is terrifying. With all in, you lose everything. He nods and suddenly they are both crying a little. Damn. Did you know? 144. Thinking about her parents, talking about her and her siblings. Their mother died when they were young. Their father was elsewhere. All goes back to the parents, you know? I don't know, that's just just some real shit. All right. What Andrian said, someone else. Compressed into a minute-long segment, the brainwaves of a woman newly in love sound like the string like a string of firecrackers exploding another thing bring it back to the neurochemical element it goes both ways when you get fucked up it's like a trauma when you when you're newly lit off somebody it's like drugs I mean I can relate to that shit for sure bro what Rilke said I want to be with those who know secret things or else alone. I want to be with those who know secret things or else alone. Um, that's some art monster shit, you know? I mean, I felt like that for a long time. I wanted if if people weren't on some wild art shit, I didn't really feel like I got the patience for them. But lately I'm more, like, taking everybody as there is, and as they are, and not trying to fit them into your structure is also, like, feels like it creates better social relationships. 149. The air feels electrified. She keeps wanting to ask if he can feel it too, or if it is just some kind of weather in her head. I think that might have been with his her ex. I'm not sure. Hair feels electrified. She keeps wanting to ask if he can feel it too, or if it is just some kind of weather in her head. You know why I wrote that? Is like, fucking. I mean, this is just more when i was fucked up. Whatever. It's like when you have an interaction with somebody and it feels like there's such a palpable energy that you feel and you assume that the other person feels it too but you don't actually know how they're feeling or maybe you do know but people protect their feelings in a lot of ways they're protected well see I don't know that's why you keep wanting to ask Can't you, aren't you feeling this too? Why, am I crazy? Shit, that's. I feel that, dude. I feel that a lot. <laughs> um, 170. We're up to 170. She makes notes to herself about the book she is writing. Too many crying scenes. <laughs> that's real. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. But I don't think there are too many crying scenes. She goes into all facets of it. But that's also just the metafi- metafictional moment where she's writing about the book she's writing. I love that shit. I eat that shit up. One seventy one. What Rilke said, Rilke again. Surely all art is the result of one's having been in danger, of having gone through an experience all the way to the end, to where no one can go any further. I got fucking four manuscripts, or I, I can I can bang out a man. I can bang the first hundred pages out of a manuscript out with a month and some coffee. Going all the way to the end though is (laughs) what makes it hard, but it's also, art only comes of actually having gone through some, been in some danger or having gone through some real shit, which also makes me think that a lot of my past projects I wasn't, I was still like in the cocoon, I don't know, I just like that. 172. They get a dog. They give the daughter a dog. She's going for, and they move out of the city. They're going for a walk. In the morning, the wife lets the dog out. Hey, a squirrel. Hey, a tree. Hey, a piece of shit. Hey, hey, hey. That's how the dog is. It's an easy analogy, but for being sympathetic to these basic bros. Out here trying to gain affirmation from people, that's like that's like dog mode, you know? Like of course people say like, oh he's a fucking dog. But like, yo, that's dog mode. Looking for the squirrels, trying to chase the squirrels. And also pieces of shit. 176. I say Oh yeah. Last quote. She's going through there, she's reading her essays and she reads one about a dad who's like helping a daughter and a the mom's there. She reads a story that is just like their own story and she thinks, and it's such a good story, and she thinks it has to be Leah, but then it turns out that her husband wrote it and slipped it in there. And that's how the book ends and then they take her to school and then it's all good. I, I don't know, but I feel like they keep trying and they make it through I don't know. That was my thing. Alright. I'm going to I gotta go.
1: Thank you.